guys, I'm Joyce. And I'm Joanne Sola. And you're listening to The Confidant. A podcast where we discuss the news you need to know at the intersection of business, tech, and culture. Before we get into that, Doyen, how was your weekend? I had a nice weekend. On Friday night, I got all dolled up and I went to a gala. One person told me I was giving old Hollywood. What kind of gala was this? It was a like, journalism industry gala called the Financial Follies. How was your weekend? This weekend, it was pretty chill for me. I finally made it to hot yoga. And as a class pass warrior, come on, someone who just loves going to different classes and indulging in new experiences, class pass does not play about those cancellation fees <laughs> or missed class fees. <laughs> and for whatever reason, this one studio is close enough to my house to where I'm not worried about getting there on time, but I still have to add that New York City buffer. Sure. So it's been a big week for news, but also a fun week for news. Memorial Day weekend is this weekend, and 3.4 million Americans are expected to fly to their destination, with about 37.1 million Americans expected to drive. According to the AAA, this is the first time that air travel in particular will exceed pre-pandemic levels. It's really interesting to me that despite the price of travel and the fact that it keeps going up, that people are like, I'm going to get away. I'm going to Jamaica. I'm going to New York. I'm going to L.A. They care about making up some of those experiences that they weren't able to have in the last few years. A lot of people who travel smart, they've been using tools like Expedia and other websites to track their summer travel since the fall, since last summer. It is a game where you got to put your cards in early. I don't know. I feel like you're giving the average traveler way too much credit because people, for the most part, have been booking travel last minute since the pandemic. They've gotten better at that now. Um, and are doing a little bit more planning. But I would be shocked to meet someone who was like, yeah, this weekend I'm going to Rome and I bought my tickets last year. I'd be like, wow, you're serious. But you know what? If you got it, why not? A lot of those people hitting the road, though, I'm sure a few of them wish they were flying this weekend. Yeah, and they're probably doing it as a way to save money. Well, actually, I take that back because I know that there have been a lot of issues with people getting through the airports, getting through security, especially if their passports are not current. The State Department says wait times for passports have increased so much in the last few months. The standard processing times now are 10 to 13 weeks. That's insane. Yeah. Basically, if you're trying to travel for this weekend or for the summer, there are a few things that are happening in the travel space with the travel industry that's going to impact your experience. The first we've already talked about is the cost of travel. The second is like the logistics of it. Can you get your passport renewed in time? Okay, you got your passport renewed in time. You, it worked out for you. But now you get to the airport and you might be impacted by the labor shortages. It might take longer for you to get your Auntie Anne's pretzel. Wait, wait, wait. What are you talking about by labor shortages? Even though 75,000 leisure and hospitality jobs were added just in March, according to the new data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, there are still labor shortages in the travel industry. And that's everywhere from the person who's going to get you your Auntie Anne's pretzels to air travel traffic controllers, flight attendants, pilots. So in every aspect of travel this summer and mm. this weekend, just brace yourself. 
Speaking of pent up demand for travel, but also fun experiences, tell me what's going on with the Renaissance tour. The people are outside for Beyonce and the Renaissance World Tour. It kicked off in Stockholm, Sweden about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And ever since, the internet has been flooded with pictures, fan videos of people just getting their life at the show. Forbes reported that Beyonce could clear nearly 2.1 billion from her Renaissance World Tour. 500 million more than the Taylor Swift Eras Tour, grossing $1.6 billion. Right now, the current record holder for the highest grossing concert tour is Sir Elton John himself. He generated $817 million in his farewell tour. Analyst estimates are based on the assumption of how many fans are buying tickets and how much they're spending for tickets. So for Beyonce's tour apparently the tickets are ranging from as low as 150 dollars to about the average of a thousand dollars per ticket are you going to see beyonce i actually am i'll be there in miami in okay. august how much did you pay for your ticket mm. oh off the record <laughs> off the record i plead the fifth <laughs> i'm gonna see her in new jersey and my friends and i each spent about 250 Maybe closer to 300 I don't really remember. But I'm like, okay, it's not terrible. Yeah, I could work with this. There are ways to get around it. And it's funny because I feel like everybody who wanted a ticket got it. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, with all the hysteria that was in the beginning, especially after Ticketmaster's whole debacle with Taylor Swift and her fans, I feel like the Renaissance Tour rollout was slightly more smooth, but it still had some kinks. Right. Speaking of Beyonce's pockets, she and her husband purchased... Her husband who? <laughs> they know who her husband is. Come on now. <laughs> Purchased the most expensive home ever in California, according to TMZ, for $200 million American dollars. 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 <laughs> That's not the same dollars I have. TMZ reports that that beats the last record of $117 million, and it's also the second most expensive real estate deal in the country. The top is a $238 million apartment in nowhere else but New York City. Of course it's in New York. I mean, Jay-Z talks about his billionaire status in all of his songs now. Beyonce's tour is hitting heavy numbers. I mean, one can only dream. <laughs> Honestly, I want to know what it looks like. Like, I'm still trying to get a vibe of the home. It was designed by a Japanese master architect by the name of Tadao Ando. And it was owned and built by William Bell, one of the biggest art collectors in the world. So it sounds like there is some artsiness to it. It took 15 years to build. It's all concrete. It sits on eight acres of land overlooking the Pacific Ocean with a beautiful beachfront view. And it's in an area called Paradise Cove, also known as Billionaire's Row. They should let us know when they're having their housewarming party. We can swing through with a few housewarming gifts <laughs> you think they'll host the rock nation brunch there like a private oh, picnic in front of the water maybe for anyone out there that's job hunting i got bad news for you dun, dun, dun. <laughs> many employers have slowed down with filing office jobs from receptionists to the chief financial officers according to the wall street journal yes they're slow walking candidates this is a process where they essentially 
string you along over a period of time, making you do multiple rounds of interviews, maybe even having you complete multiple assignments. And then all of a sudden you're either ghosted or you just slowly start to lose contact. It's interesting because I spent some time on recruiter talk this morning and there's definitely... Wait, what is recruiter talk? Like recruiters talking? Re- recruiter TikTok. You know oh. when you're like, oh, I've been on book talk or I've been on... There's a talk for everything. Exactly. So I was on recruiter talk this morning <laughs> and there's a lot of frustration with the interview process that, you know, why do people have to do so many rounds of interviews? Why are people getting strung along? And it's interesting to see that this might have to do with the fact that it might not be that the recruiter is just being irresponsible, but it might be that they're getting job postings pulled out from under them thinking that, hey, I was supposed to fill this, but now these employers are telling me that we don't need this role anymore. It definitely reflects the greater economic climate where a lot of companies are being tighter with their pockets, trying to make sure that they're not overspending while bracing for economic downturn. But I have heard of people needing to complete more presentations, doing more and more rounds of interviews. I actually did have a friend who was like going for a job and she told me that she had to do a presentation for the role. People always get nervous about that too because it's also a matter of intellectual property and making sure that although you are trying to put your best self forward as a prospective candidate for this role, you don't want to give all your ideas away for free. I also think it's interesting what's happening in the job market right now. Like there are tons of people losing their jobs. You know, the biggest story has been in the tech industry. I've heard that this might be a way to be able to dial back on these, you know, extraordinary salaries that salaries might not be as high anymore. And now we're seeing that certain industries are also just not seeing as many postings. It's it's quite curious where we're going. I'm just thankful to have a job still. And my heart goes out to all the people who are still struggling, whether it's trying to find a new job from the one you currently have or trying to rebound after being laid off within the last few months. Yeah, for sure. Now let's talk about someone, a chef, who loves her job so much that she smashed a Guinness World Record. Hilda Bassi of Nigeria broke a world record for cooking for over 90 hours. Doyen, do you think you could stand on your feet for 91 hours? I rebuke it. No, I could not. So, like, what was she cooking? According to the BBC, the chef made over 100 meals ranging from indigenous food, native foods, to different types of rices and pastas. In the videos I saw on Twitter and on TikTok, there were so many people who came out from all over in her village to support her. Like, banging pots, clapping, standing on top of cars, watching her like it was a football match. You see how I said football instead of soccer? I'm trying to be hip. You know that went over my head because we are in the USA. Insert eagle call in the background. <laughs> so my first thought was, you know, American football. No, it's, football. it's all about Nigeria now. And I have to find that hater man who said that he was going to try to break Hilda's record. The actual record has not been certified by Guinness, mm. but it has been recognized. There are eyeballs on it to the point where politicians in Nigeria have loudly supported Hilda Bassi's effort. No, that's so awesome. And I like the fact that she said that this was a goal that was years in the making, right? Like, she really thought this through. She said it highlighted an opportunity to share uplifting narratives about Africa. I've already seen some chefs in other parts of Africa saying that they're going to try and beat her goal, which I think 
it's kind of rude because first of all, it just happened. Give it some time to breathe. And then also, she she didn't just wake up and decide, I'm gonna stand on my feet for four days and some change. She practiced, she planned this, she had a system ready, she had the resources to be able to not just cook the food, but pass it out to people who are watching to galvanize the community behind her. You can't just wake up and decide to do that. My question is, how good did it taste? I think I think we could be invited. Honestly. I think it's time for a little something sweet. Okay. This week, what I'm loving is Keitronada and Amine's new album. It's a collaboration, of course, called Keitronade. Uh -huh. And it combines their talents, Keitronada's producing, Amino's ability to flow effortlessly. They have so much fun. They also tap in other artists, including Pharrell to come in with classic sounds and new things that I know that will be great soundtrack for the summer. Any faves so far? Like, what's your favorite song so far off the album? If I could get past listening to that hit single, Forever, then we could talk because that song has me in a chokehold. Hmm, I need to listen to it. It's funky. It'll have you wanting to go down and get some roller skates and just Ooh. zip around. You know what? I am thinking that's the energy for the summer, though. Roller skating in slow motion. Wind blowing through, blowing through the scalp. Wind know, blowing through the fro. Through the fro. I think so. This week, and this is not an ad, I have been loving Rent the Runway. Just, it's a way for me to switch up my look. And I just love walking into the office and everyone's like, wow, Joyan, you look so nice. And I'm like, yeah, I'm what, serving y'all fashion on this Tuesday. What kind of pieces have you been giving? I've been renting a lot of like preppy dresses. Very, very cute stuff. But I'm still deciding if I want to use it longer than this month. I'll keep y'all updated. Okay, well, let me know. And if any of those pieces fit, maybe you could slide. I got you, girl. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. I have a couple of special occasions I need to get together for. Yeah. That TikTok sound of Andre Leon Talley. The girls have events. They need new clothes. <laughs> I haven't heard that actually. Oh, it's so good. They have dinner parties to go to, social functions, opening nights, ballet, opera. They have a lot to do. They have to be dressed. They need new clothes. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Confidants. See you here same time next week. Bye. See ya.